Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 8th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let's see, it's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Woo. Uh, hopefully, you know, you're you're feeling the same energy as myself. I will say... Today was better because I was less anxious, and that's always nice. I know I didn't, like, talk about it too much yesterday, but that was, like, I was just a ball of nerves. Like, it even, like, followed me to, like, like bedtime. Like, I was just, like, chilling on, like, the, the just half of my bed, just, like, just like, wanting to pull my hair out for no reason. I was just upset, and, you know, sometimes you just get like that. Uh, you know, I, I did the thing where I talked to some homies, kind of did the mental work, trying to unravel, and... You know, uh, some good sleep really helped as well. So we woke up with a better attitude. Overall, today was good. And not to mention, no questions, no, you know, no awkwardness, you know, no one coming up to me sniffing around. You know, it was nice. I, I was kept to my own devices. Also, you know, it seems like um, we are getting more prepared for it to be busy. And I think that's that's good. <laughs> Sometimes I think we, uh, we um, sit on our hands a little too much, sit on our laurels, if you will at my job. So, you know, getting ready for the peak is really important instead of just being like, oh, it's peak now. Get ready. <laughs> All right. Enough work talk. Uh, let's see. Sadly, there's no good food talk. I, I really haven't eaten anything super yummy or wild this week. It's been pretty ho-hum, regular. All right. So um, I'm going to take my normal little startup and then we will get into some news. How about that? Nice and easy. I hope. All right, all right. From BBC News, Florida man arrested after trying to... Oh, wait. Oh, I'm on the last story. My bad. I'll save that. That's a little teaser. <laughs> We're talking about a Florida man. <laughs> Let me get back in order. My bad. Uh, da, 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 da. From the Associated Press, an ailing American explorer trapped 3,000 feet deep in Turkish cave awaits difficult rescue. Rescuers from across Europe rushed to a cave in Turkey on Thursday, launching an operation to save an American researcher who had became trapped almost a thousand meters or 3,000 feet below the cave's entrance after suffering stomach bleeding. Experienced caver Mark Dickey, 40 years old, suddenly became ill during an expedition with a handful of others, including three other Americans in the Morka Cave in southern Turkey, Taurus Mountains, the European Association of Cave Rescuers said. While rescuers, including a Hungarian doctor, have reached and treated Dickey, it could be days and possibly weeks before they are able to get him out of the cave, which is too narrow in places for a stretcher to pass through. So, yeah, I was like, I initially had heard this story. Excuse me. You know, this man, he was trapped. And, you know, they were looking to get him out, but the problem was they were having trouble actually getting to him because the caves are so narrow and he can't physically move on his own. 
But I guess like the update as of today is he's at least fine. Like he's been able to eat again. Uh, you know, he's not puking up blood anymore, things like that. They've worked out a system to at least relay communications. So all these things are set up and that's good. But he's not able, they're not sure, they're not certain that he's able to move on his own yet. And they can't fit a stretcher in these narrow like caves. So essentially they're kind of waiting, you know, letting him recover hopefully get better, and um, they're also maybe trying to um, even, like, make a wider opening so that they can get the structure down to him, but they're being very careful about that because they don't want to, like, cause any kind of um, environmental damage or anything that would, like, disturb the cave, make things potentially worse, you know what I mean? But um, it does seem like people are in high spirits. There is, like, a, his team, I believe, in New Jersey that is, like, you know, talking, giving updates, you know, doing, like, communications and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, very interesting situation that unfolding or is unfolding in Turkey. I was happy to see that, you know, he is on the better side of things, at least in the cave. Hopefully they can get him out soon. All right. Um, we have another manhunt, another uh, person on the loose. But uh, across the pond this time, NBC News, terror suspect and ex-soldier escapes from London jail, sparking huge manhunt. A massive manhunt was taking place across Britain on Thursday for a former soldier facing terrorism charges who staged a rare escape from a prison in London by strapping himself to the bottom of a food delivery van. Daniel Abed Khalif, 21 years old, was awaiting trial on accusations that he planted fake bombs at a military base and violated the country's official secrets acts. Official secrets act. The former British Army soldier escaped from Wandsworth Prison in South London before 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Police uh, appealed to the public for help and launched an urgent nationwide hunt. Checks have been stepped up at airports amid fears he may try to flee the country, and passengers face delays at Heathrow Airport, as well as the port of Dover. Uh, it's believed that Khalif has uh, links to Kingston areas in southwest London, and police have said it, he most likely brains in the city. So, you know, they're worried that he might, like, you know, do the old shake and bake and try to leave the country, or you know, just go where they don't expect him. So they're worried about that, but they're really expecting him to just kind of go to his, his stomping grounds, I suppose. And uh, they're really kind of banking on that. Uh, but essentially, he was doing like a kitchen detail and he was dressed in a kitchen uniform. And it looks like he had like clung to the bottom of a food truck that was doing a delivery and was able to ride out and then maybe like fell out a short distance kind of out like, you know, outside of the prison area. But, um, yeah, I, I they said it was, like, pretty daring just because, like, it would be hard enough to, like, get yourself situated like that. Then not to mention to be holding on to it. But I guess I kind of learned that he was able to, like, set up a strap kind of situation. But even then, that would still be pretty hardcore to do. But they're not sure exactly where he fell out. They're just assuming he fell out maybe closer to the prison, just outside of the area. But, yeah, um... I did not expect to see uh, two, uh, you know, manhunts in two different countries in the same week. I wonder how often that happens. Probably more than I'm expecting, but, you know. Uh, let's see. Police described him as six feet, two inches tall, and of slim build. He was wearing a white t-shirt and 
white t-shirt, red and white checkered trousers that are typically worn by kitchen staff and brown steel toe cap boots. Uh, so yeah, I mean, essentially though, in terms of his like terrorist activities, he had like these three canisters that he had set up to look like they were explosives, like wires and all this kind of shit. And they were found, um, handled, realized, okay, these aren't what they are, but then they, you know, apprehended him and, you know, he was going through the process, you know, he's in jail now and he's like, you know what, fuck this. And literally did like a fucking prison break style like you know movie shit man um moving along though i did want to kind of do an update on the daniello calvacante situation he's still at large which honestly to me i was surprised i kind of figured they would get him before like friday but you know here we are this is ninth day on the run that's crazy um just uh one thing i did want to know well a couple things uh prison fires guard who was on duty when Cavacante escaped. Also, I'm pulling some of this from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, but I think the biggest part of the story that I've heard so far that kind of shook my ass, I believe I was listening to uh, Start Here. But, uh, and it might have been the BBC too. But um, a family in like the general area from where um, he escaped, I believe it was Longwood Gardens. But um, they had heard like a noise and they, and they, they had, you know, came to the you know the top of their stairs or whatever and they i guess you could turn off the light from there like you know how you kind of have like a master switch or what have you and uh they went to they saw the light was on and they heard a noise and like that's weird that's eerie so they turn the light off and then the light comes back on and then i think they said they turned it off like three times like it was was almost like a code and then someone turned it on and off three times and they said oh shit and they, I think they realized it was him or, like, there was such, definitely someone down there. They didn't want to fuck with them. And they just, they heard him, you know, kind of collect some things and leave. And that, to me, was like, whoa, shit. That's, once again, out of a fucking movie. Um, also, kind of going back to the article, it looks like they've placed his family um, in protective custody. Uh, also, just kind of a reminder, too, his initial... Uh, he, he has like family here now, but um, he had initial charge, I believe, in Brazil too for some other shit. So, yeah, um, just wanted to do a little quick update there. Go ahead and move along there, but yeah, two prison breaks, dude. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, da, 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 from the BBC News, the Iraq YouTube star killed by her father. Um, Iraq. Yeah, I'm saying these things wrong. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But this is a story that popped up I wanted to talk about. Uh, she starred, or she started her channel, and then, I'm sorry, young, vibrant, and bubbly YouTuber Tiba Al-Ali became a hit with her fun-loving videos about her life. She started her channel after moving from her native Iraq to Turkey at the age of 17 in 2017, talking about her independence, her fiancé, makeup, and other things. Tiba appeared happy and attracted tens of thousands of subscribers. This January, she went back to Iraq to visit her family and was murdered by her father. However, the killing was considered to have been premeditated and her father was sentenced to only six months in prison. And this, like, there's a lot of deaths. There's a lot of things that happen. I I try to be selective about it. I don't like to, like, be overwhelming or, like, 
but like be too voyeuristic maybe if you will where i'm just like just we're, we're peering in on the, the this intimate family like I said, i've covered those stories and they, they don't always sit well with me obviously they're very upsetting and they're sad but to me there was something that i did want to talk about which was the the very last aspect of it the fact that you can have this kind of murder happen and it's okay by the people and and, and this is where we're talking about a mix of you know, culture, you know, religion into your laws and how it becomes okay to do something that's called an honor killing. Uh, you know, essentially it is what is described as like a, um, a justified act. Like I committed this, this crime because it was, uh, spiritually offensive or it was something like, um, an affair, which is a, you know, a huge sin, something that was blasphemous. And this act um, I did because I, I was just so indignant, so upset about this. And generally the law looks favorably in Iraq on these kind of things where, uh, you know, there's situations where like, like, you know, talking about the adultery thing, if you injure, maim, kill one or the two people in, in, in the act, it's like a crime of passion, but they're like, yeah, we won't give you more than three years for that. Um, it's a stipulation in their law. So, um, you know, this is, Sadly, uh, you know, it's not uncommon. It is one of those things that does happen in Iraq and, and, and also other countries. And, um, you know, it is one of those things where here, yes, I do not like stepping on toes, especially when it comes to religion. Uh, you know, I get it. But at the end of the day, like, you can have this religious fervor and you and you wanted to do right. And I, and I can understand, like, you're upset with the, the choices your daughter has made, I guess. Like, all right. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate with you. You're you're hurt and confused and upset dad. You should be talking about these things with your, your daughter. You should want to be working those things out, I would think. Not like, oh, I'm going to. And, and, and here's how he did it. He literally strangled her in her sleep. Like, it's just so sad. It's so tragic. Like, this is a person who had a whole life. Uh, you know, she had a, um, a Syrian uh, fiancé. And, you know, she was like, hey, I, I got to go home. I got to handle this shit. And then, you know, now she's never going to see him again. That that shit is heartbreaking. It's sad as hell. Um, I, I just, And I also just can't imagine being the person. Like, look, I understand you love your God. You love your religion. It is so important. And to see someone like stray away from it who's so close to you it can hurt you it can be so upsetting and frustrating and you just want them to change but essentially the father here is saying oh she's she's too far gone and and now she's just a sinner and like i have to deal with it it is my burden to bear and i'm going to willingly do that and i i just can't imagine i can't fathom the steps you take to get there like I, you know what i mean once again i, I spent 18 years in my own religion doing my own shit like you know, I, I had my red line, sure, but I could never picture myself being like, yeah, let's go on a fucking holy war. Let's like fucking, you know, do a honor kill. Like, I don't know, man. It's just that's crazy as hell to me. And it's crazy that there's at least enough support that that kind of shit is, you know, OK and, and supported in your legal system. It's baked in. Um, it's just very sad. It's very unfortunate. Um, also, I should say the father's name, Tayyip Ali. Um, and yeah, there was a uh, January 31st when he, um, did it and he did turn himself in, <sighs> but yeah, I, I mean, people, you know, activist groups, people have been, you know, coming out and talking about this, um, you know, really using the situation as platform and, and really say that, look, this is not an isolated issue. There's a lot of women who are living in fear of this kind of shit and, and have to 
deal with this kind of potential, you know, backlash retribution, literally like losing your life over uh, essentially a religious disagreement. So, yeah, that's just something I wanted to spotlight, talk about. Um, yeah. God damn it, dude. I really, uh, you know, like I said, I, I do generally feel that the world, sadly, is a socially conservative place these days. I would love to see uh, steps back from that ledge, if you will. Uh, that's that's something that I would like to see before I die. I mean, and whether or not it affects everything all, everywhere all at once, you know, no. But I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of in the weeds here. But goddamn, dude. Uh, we have one more story. It's a lot lighter. You can say bubbly even. So uh, I'm going to take my break and then we'll talk about that shit. All right, uh, from the BBC News. Florida man arrested after trying to cross Atlantic in hamster wheel vessel, which it's it's an amazing apparatus. Uh, oh my gosh, what a, what a regal vehicle. Uh, a Florida man was arrested after trying to run to London across the Atlantic Ocean in a homemade vessel resembling a hamster wheel. The U.S. Coast Guard intercepted Reza Balucci about 70 miles off of Tybee Island, Georgia, on August 26th. Uh, officials say the 44-year-old marathon runner refused to leave the vessel for three days. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> um, I believe he said <laughs> that um, he threatened to kill himself, and he also said that there was a bomb on board. Uh, I guess that's the trend for this episode. Um, it doesn't look like there was, that was a fake, but he was so determined. Like, I believe that there's been like, like several times where he's tried this, right? Like three times. <laughs> um, that's so like, I shouldn't laugh. Like at the end of the day, this, this man's pursuit is probably very noble, but, um, like that's too much. That's too much marathoning. You cannot walk on water. You cannot run on it. You are not one of the Jesus lizards. Like, the apparatus looks sound enough, I guess, but like, like I literally like for a second, I pictured this man out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, big, big ass wave coming, and it's just, what is this guy gonna do? Just run? <laughs> oh my god, like it's so bad, it's so bad. That, that's why I had to put him in the thumbnail. He definitely gets the honors there for sure, but um, no, Mr. Bellucci, I'm sorry. Like you can't make your voyage, like. Sadly, I, I think the I think the Coast Guard made the right call by detaining you. I think just stay off. And, and and he tries to like flip it. I think they have the quote at the end. Um, my uh, according to previous interviews, Mr. Bellucci said he was attempting the voyages to raise money for a variety of causes, including for the homeless and the Coast Guard. So he's fine for everyone. My goal is not only to raise money for homeless people, raise money for a Coast Guard. Raise money for the police department. Raise money for the fire department. He told WOFL TV in Orlando, in Orlando, in 2021. They are in public service. They do it for safety, and they help other people. So essentially, he's not just running on water. He's campaigning. 
for the downtrodden. He's campaigning for the protectors. So why why do you want to stop this man? <laughs> and it's because no one no one wants to be the one reporting on the the one man in the hamster wheel who thought he could really run to London uh, from Florida. What a Florida man story! God damn it! Strikes again. Um, so yeah, that's all we have for today. Um, thank you so much for you know just hanging out for all my squeaky chair, all my and ums. All my coughs and burps, like, just everything. You you guys are the best. Thank you so much. I hope you're having an amazing day. And uh, I do have to shill, though. Sorry about it. Got to pivot. Isaiah News 1 at gmail.com. Am I fusing? Um, Patreon.com says Isaiah News. Let's start there. Uh, If you'd like to support financially, you can become a newsie. $5 a month. You get that status. You help me out. And I shout you out once a month. I say your name on the podcast if you like. I plug a project if you like. Or if you just want to be a silent, anonymous donor, my lips are sealed. I won't say your name if you don't want it. All right? That's a deal. That's a bet. Uh, Free ways to hit me up. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And then I'm on all the socials if you want to hit those up. Please, one thing I would like is if you could subscribe to me on YouTube. That means a lot. Thumbs up means a lot. Comments mean a lot. All this burp. Can I fight it? Nope. Oop. There's a little bit. Mm. Oh, boy. Bad podcasting. I'm sorry. Um, It means a lot if you do any of those things. Reviews mean a lot. Um, But, yeah, you mean a lot at the end of the day. So if you're sticking it out, hearing me here, if you're hanging out for your little smooch at the end, that that means the world to me, okay? I'm hard emojiing, okay? So hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.